the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Our topic today is on Table Talk. We take your questions that you've written in, and we weigh those questions against the Word of God. Today, we're going to be talking about what does the Bible really say about women pastors and teachers? We're also going to talk about how you can overcome temptation. And lastly, we're going to talk about does God still speak in dreams? You don't want to miss this great, exciting episode of The Christian View. Stay tuned. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. Right. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. It's like, because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons. The Christian View. Welcome to the Christian View. What a great audience we have. Thank you all for being here today. And thank you at home for watching or listening by radio or podcast. This is the Christian View. We take today's hot and challenging topics and wait against the Word of God because God does have a view. And I really think, I say this a lot, but God's, His view needs to get out there more and more today. I'm just in fact, I had this conversation with my son driving to school the other day. It was intense. He goes, Mom, we need more Top. We need more preaching from the pulpit. We need more depth. We're not getting the depths that our, our society needs right now. I was like, wow, that's coming from a 15-year-old. Wow. He wants God's word like out there. And so to me, I think that is just such an amazing thing for even a 15-year-old to say. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to take your topics, those of you who have written in your topics, your prayer requests and concerns, and we're going to weigh those against the word of God today. And I call this the Christian Table Talk. And so before we get started, let me introduce y'all to those around the table. I have the beautiful Trudy Davis, thank you for being here. Pastor Lee Adams, it's always great to have you. Thank you. Candace Kirkpatrick, thank you for driving in today. It's so good to have you. And Amy Sutherland, um, thank you for being here. Check out what they're doing. In addition to pouring into the Christian view, they're doing amazing things for the kingdom. And I know you're going to want to follow them. So make sure you do that. So today's first question, Trudy, comes from Joan, and it is a big question. Um, she says, 1 Timothy 2.12 says this, I do not allow women to teach or exercise authority over man, but to remain quiet in the congregation. Her question is, according to that scripture, what does the Bible really mean or say? Can women preach and teach today? Yeah, great question, Joan. <laughs> it was a good so I think in order to stay objective, we can't see it as a male or female or chauvinistic issue. Mm-hmm. It's like so many things. It's a matter of biblical perspective. Right. And a lot of people say it had to do with the cultural norms of the society of that day. Yes. And so I don't know. God's word is God's word, but that's what they say. But you know what I like? I like what Joyce Meyer, who I think would be probably the epitome of the woman in right. question here. Right. 
I love what she says. She says that um, I'm not trying to exercise authority over anyone or dominate any man in church. All I'm trying to do is fulfill, simply fulfill God's mm-hmm. calling on my life. And then she goes on to say, and you can clearly see through scripture that God does use women yes. to spread the gospel. So I think to wrap it up from my perspective, I think we just need that spirit of discernment. And if we feel the female preacher possibly has that um, Jezebel spirit and it is done out of a authoritative, out of balance way, that might be our indication. But, you know, as long as lines up with the truth of God. It's just one of those tough, tough questions. Right, right. And what about you, Lee, coming from a, a male yeah. pastor? Well, I think probably most, <laughs> it's probably the most debated topic right now probably in the church mm-hmm. as yeah. um, far as women in their roles as pastors. Um, but I, my mind always goes to um, Joel 2 and 28 where it says, and it shall come to pass after that I will pour out my spirit yes. upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Amen. And prophesy means to preach. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, you know, God is sovereign and if he does a new thing, then my thing is who are we to stand in the way? Um, I'm with kind of with Trudy. I don't debate anyone's calling. I think that that's their perspective. If they feel that God has called them and shifted them into this arena, then who am I to say that they're not? I agree with you. I think the effectiveness of what they're doing stands for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the fruit. I think right. that, you know, if we can allow women to go out and um, be missionaries and evangelists and if they can win souls to Christ then why would I try to stand in the way and say they can't minister Amen. to them and preach to Amen. them. Amen. And you know I, I looked up um, Acts 2 and 17 it says the same thing it mm-hmm. says the last days he will pour out his spirit on all people Amy. Yes. So it's, it's everybody he's pouring his. And then he Jesus appeared to Mary yes, the first person the first and, and said to go and tell. Mm-hmm. And so you know I do think you know there's order, right? There's order in God's kingdom and we need to make sure we're following God's order. Yeah, absolutely. And to to all of your points, you know, going back to that time period, there was temple worship. And and, in some of the studies that I found, this comment was actually to the new converts. Mm -hmm. They were used to women in leadership. And they worshipped the um, the idol of Diana. Yes. And the women mm-hmm. were the leaders in the temple, not the men. Mm-hmm. So women were speaking out of order and they weren't used to the system. So it was a correction to say even what you said, yes. not you're not to usurp the authority of right. the man. Because right. going back to which later on in that verse, it talks about... Um, Eve coming from Adam, meaning we are to submit to authority. And so, you know, you can twist scripture to see and make it say what you want it to say. But I think to what, um, what you're saying, uh, your point is that his spirit's going to pour out on all flesh and the Lord, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And he says that in the spirit, there's neither fail, female nor male. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that, and and he is a God of order, don't you think? And so if we're doing it, if we're, if we're in order walking with him. Well, I think, yes, we're definitely in order walking with him, but I also think that God recognizes all people, male, female, it doesn't matter. And he has given us each a purpose and a sphere of influence. And I was thinking, because he called Anna to be a prophetess. He called the four daughters of Philip, the evangelist, to be prophetess. Priscilla was a co-worker with Paul, and she had a church run in her home. And she also instructed Apollos in the way he should go. The first proclaimers of Jesus' resurrection, besides Mary Magdalene, was the women at the tomb. Mm -hmm. 
The woman at the well, when Jesus poured into her, she went back to the town and many came to seek right. him because of her testimony. Deborah was a prophetess and a judge and then a leader for the battle, led them into battle. Amen. Esther saves the Jews. Miriam is a prophetess and she gives him the praise and the glory as she's dancing and singing because he recognized women and loved yes. Amen. Yes. I think that's a great point. He recognized women and he loves women yes. just as much as he loves men. We'll be right back with more of your questions here on The Christian View. Don't go away. the Christian view. We are taking your questions today and we are weighing them against the word of God. In our last segment, we talked about are women allowed to preach and teach in the church. So go back and listen to that segment if you haven't, if, you, if you're just joining us. But I want to um, change the uh, question now. And this comes from a lady named Madison Lee. Okay. It says, point blank, how do you handle temptation? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> interesting topic. Uh, I read a meme that said, um, it said, um, and lead us not into temptation. And then right in the middle of the author says, oh, what the heck? It says, um, follow me. I know a shortcut. Okay. <laughs> I think all of us know a shortcut to temptation. Oh. Um, but more seriously, I think the best way to avoid it is to do what the word tells us Amen. is don't enter into it. Mm-hmm. And um, on a serious note, not just entering to it, but even yielding to it. Mm-hmm. For the Bible says when we yielding, yielding is sin. Yeah. So we have to put up barriers in our life that help us to stay away from certain things. Mm-hmm. I think all of us, first and foremost, need to get acquainted with ourselves. Right. That we know yeah. the areas in our life that we are tempted in. Yeah. Um, because we know ourselves and we know we're tempted in. So when we find those areas, we should avoid those right. things um, that are easy or tend to sin. They may not be sin, but for some people, they would tend to sin. For me, uh, overeating, you know, like I have to watch that, you know, we talk a lot about certain sins, but we don't deal with gluttony, you know, and things like that. But I used to have an issue where I would crave butter pecan ice cream. Oh, late at night to the Why? point no, I would get in the car and drive and go get it you know? wow. and then I would okay. say to me you know I said Lord that's a temptation mm-hmm. so I had to learn how to get over right. that you know mm-hmm. so. and I think we have to discipline ourselves yes, you know I, I talk mm-hmm. about my son a lot he's 15 and we were driving in the car the other day and we were having this dis- deep discussion he goes yeah I had to get rid of TikTok. He goes, because TikTok was causing me issues. Mm -hmm. And so we had to discipline himself to get rid of TikTok, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, a fun social media thing that kids do. But I think we need to learn to discipline us. Like Pastor Lee said, Mm -hmm. we've got to know where our triggers are. And then we've got to discipline ourselves enough. Yeah. Yeah. I look at it like the resistance bands that you see what a lot of people use when working out. You know, temptation, like the the Bible says to resist the Mm -hmm. devil and he will flee from you. But often we think, oh, I'm resisting, but I'm still tempted. Well, the thing is, it's like a band. You have to keep on and keep Mm -hmm. on and keep on and you build up that muscle in you to eventually it's going to flee and it's not going to be your, you know, your issue anymore. And you might have areas of vulnerability and that's okay, but you got to keep on resisting. And he will go. He will go. And you need to talk back to Satan. You know, he knows, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. no, we need to know ourselves. Well, Satan knows our weaknesses. He does. He knows. He studies them. He does. That's exactly right. And so we need to have those words, like say, if you're at work and you were tempted to steal something from your Mm -hmm. employer, you just go, 
don't steal and yeah. claim that you're not that right. person yes. that Satan's trying to tell you you are. So I think that's hugely important. And because Jesus talked back to yeah. him. In the yeah. desert. Yes, yes, absolutely. And David talked back to Goliath and said, mm-hmm. I will defeat you today. Yeah. Yes. yes. I think that is so important mm-hmm. that we do need to speak forth right. yes. declarations of who we yes. are. You yes. know, Jesus was in the desert. And he said, it is written. It is yes. written, it is written, and we need to be able to voice that into the atmosphere. Well, that's exactly what I was going mm-hmm. to say, because I really think we have to just stay in the Word and just yes. know the Word. My dear friend who has been uh, a, a woman's Bible teacher for six decades says, wow. Candace, it's not enough to know the Word. You've got to apply it. Yes. 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 It's not going to do any good unless I'm applying it to all aspects of my life. Right. Because as you said, the Word of God is living. It is active. Right. It's sharper than any sword. But here was a, a quote that I found from R.A. Torrey. It says, the reason why many fail in battle is because they wait until the hour of battle. Mm-hmm. And the reason why others succeed is because they have gained their victory on their knees long before the battle came. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we got to anticipate, because it says even at, at Jesus in the wilderness that he left him and then was coming back to him in a more opportune right. time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we got to be putting mm-hmm. on the armor, and it says, I've hidden your word in yeah. my heart that I might not right. sin against yeah. you. And yeah. putting it on Our daily. Heart. Yes. Putting it on daily, because the enemy does study us. He knows, yes, he he knows yes. where we're weak, mm-hmm. and once we think we're, we've overcome that, he's going to come another way mm-hmm. and try to try to trip us up another way. So we, we do have to have God's word hidden in our heart. But I do like 1 Corinthians 13, I mean, sorry, 10, 13. It says, yes. no temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience. And he will not let you be tempted beyond what you're able to resist. Wow. We have all power mm-hmm. and authority in Jesus Christ yes. to walk free mm-hmm. from those temptations. Yes. But I think it is having God's word hidden in our heart, being yes. disciplined enough mm-hmm. to say, you know what? I don't need that extra pair of shoes because you should see my closet. Right. Right. You know, because that's what I... I like to shop, right. you know, and um, but we've got to be mindful. Uh-huh. And we have to take authority over our mind because, right. you know, um, T.D. Mm-hmm. Jake said something that's very powerful. He says, you know, the body goes where the mind goes yes. first. Mm-hmm. And even in that scripture yeah. where it says, you know, no temptation has taken us, but such is common to man. That means that we the things that we're entering to, we can't avoid them. But it's a lot of times because we decide we made a choice. Yes, right. So in our thinking, we have to work on our thinking a lot. If we're going to be victorious, mm-hmm. when we say prepare, we have to prepare ourselves mentally to right. make sure that we're able to withstand and then fill ourselves up with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because it's the power of God that's going to give us the victory to overcome Amen. it. And you know, if you okay, say you say you you failed, you you, you succumb to temptation. What confess. next? Right. Confess. Yes. Mm-hmm. We right. confess our sins. He is and faithful and yes. just and forgive us. Yes. Right. Yes. And also have people in your life holding you accountable. Yes. If you know this is a weakness, like call them up. Say somebody who is chasing Christ. Say mm-hmm. this is a struggle. I'm being tempted in this area. Pray with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so right. you are not alone. Right. And make no room for the flesh is what the Bible says. Yeah. Like, cut it off. Cut mm-hmm. off your hand if it causes you to mm-hmm. sin. There comes mm-hmm. a time where you need to man up, mature up, woman up, and just put an end to it. Yeah. Dr. Right. Stanley says, just because the birds fly over your head doesn't mean they that's have to right. build a nest. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a real yeah. easy yes. way to apply it. Just like, yes. okay, there's the thought. I don't have to indulge. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. so true. Yeah. We'll be right back with more of your questions here on The Christian View. Don't go away. We are having 
mean, a great discussion on questions that you have sent in. In the last time we talked about temptation, you know, and what I want to encourage you to do is, is, is keep pressing on. You know, yes. you may be weak in one area, but keep pressing on because God will bring you through to yes. victory if you stay connected to him, stay in his word, stay in faith, and don't walk in shame, guilt, and condemnation Amen. if you have tripped up because yes. God has come to yes. set you free and free indeed. Um, so just yes. wanted to put that in there so that those who are watching who may be struggling with temptation will know that God loves you so much. Um, so let's move on to the next question, um, Amy. It comes from Sarah. Um, y'all are sending in some really, really big questions, so thank you. <laughs> keep, keep sending them in. This one is, Amy, does God still speak through dreams today? Absolutely, he does speak through dreams. Mm-hmm. And I can say that because I've been a dreamer since I was a little girl. Um, and often those dreams have come to pass. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of testing something, like the Bible tells us to do, is to test the spirits. I've tested these dreams over the years, and I've learned to grow in interpretation. And they are from the Lord. Right. And so we have to test the spirits in our dreams because the enemy also likes to give nightmares to people. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point here today. You know. I love what this says in Job, which was an unfamiliar verse to me, actually. It says, for God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in their dreams Mm -hmm. and visions of the night when deep sleep falls upon people as they lie in their beds. Now, something else that I really love, and we we mentioned the scripture earlier, but yes, he speaks in dreams still today, but there's going to be an increase in days to come of dreams Mm -hmm. and visions because as Joel 2 says in Acts 2, that in the latter days, he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh and that your old men will dream dreams and your young daughters and your men, they're going to prophesy and have visions. And so that's something really um, exciting to look forward to. And you know what was really interesting is that in the, the latter days, I believe part of this is because the word says that the, um, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it's a way for his name to be testified throughout the earth. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, I, this is a great story, but I um, wasn't able to conceive for a very, very long time. And one of my friends called me. This was my first experience with dreams. And she said, I had a dream that you were going to have a boy and you're going to name him John and he's going to be a forerunner for the Lord. So I wrote it down. I prayed over it. And then I went to scripture. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to write the dream down. We need to pray over it. And then, you know, I went and sought... I went and sought counsel. I went to my mentor. I was like, this is what my friend had a dream about. And then I just tucked it away in my heart. Mm. And lo and behold, I got pregnant, had Jonathan. After wow. my son bought me, a, my husband bought me a small Mini Cooper. He's like, <laughs> how are we going to put a baby in a Mini Cooper? But anyway, <laughs> that's another story. But, you know, I do think God still, he is speaking. He yes. longs to speak to us yes. through dreams. And it's, are we listening? Mm. Are we yes. listening yes. when we have those dreams? Yes. And what are we uh, doing with them? And that we don't write them off as just, yes. that's what I really loved about this research was finding out how much God today still speaks through dreams right. because I really felt that, but I'd never really done any research. And one one thing that I read said, why wouldn't he? Right. Why would it change? Why would it change just because he, he used to do that? But uh, I love what I read where it says, while we're asleep, God opens our eyes and gives us instructions. He warns us and he humbles us and he um, gives us instructions. And it's a call to pray. Like right. the dream may not be, oh, that's going to come true for sure. Or it's not going to possibly be that way, but it's calling you to pray about that right. situation. Exactly. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we can turn. That's the thing mm-hmm. is that Ephesians says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places to rule and reign with him. Mm-hmm. So he gives us the ability to actually turn events. He even says that he turns the reins of the heart of the king, mm-hmm. which instructs them in the night seasons, which means it can go one way or the other. So that's a great point, Trudy. We need to pray about those things because we can change the right. course of events. 
And it's, I don't think it's anything we should be afraid of. Mm-hmm. No. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, wow, he, you know, we don't need to be afraid. We need to embrace. And, you know, I think we should all just put, if you don't already, have your journal beside your bed. So when you dream and you wake up, you can just start writing it down. Mm-hmm. Because so I powerful. think he's yes. going to be speaking more and more through dreams, mm-hmm. as Scripture says. Well, that's um, what I taught. I used to teach dreams for um, psychology of dreams mm-hmm. and, um, in one of my psychology courses. And that was what the instructions was. We would do that activity. Actually, the students were instructed to take their pad lay it by their bed because many would always start off saying, Dr. Adams, I don't dream. And then what they didn't realize every we all dream. Right. And immediately, a lot of times, we lose the dream because we get up and we start doing other activities. Right. And I think that somewhat conveyed also in the spiritual standpoint is why a lot of times we lose our dreams because we get up and we start doing right. other things. Yes. And that's just what the enemy wants to do, right? Yes. He wants to rob yeah. us of, what the, of the blessing that right. the Lord has just blessed us with. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was going to share that something I came across. Okay, first and foremost, I believe that God is powerful and he can reach anyone however he Amen. wants. Yes. But I learned that there are more Muslims coming to Christ yes. right now mm-hmm. than the past 1400 years and 80% of them said it's they were first uh encountered their first encounter was through a dream really? where Christ came wow. to them. And there are so many testimonies yeah. that, that you can awesome. watch that online awesome. yeah. and that he has spoken to them through that. So he can speak through his word, through his Holy Spirit, through others and through dreams. Amen. If he needs to get yes, a yes. message yes. to you, I think, you know, he is never limited. Right. right. Well, think about um, Joseph. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus mm-hmm. was born literally into the earth realm through the revealing right. to Mary through an angel and a dream to Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he so. even speaks through non-believers. Right. Like Abimelech, he told Abimelech, yeah. you're not to touch Sarah. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. a godly man. Right. He yes. appeared to Laban. You're not allowed to say this to Jacob when you see him. So he, uh, he can, uh, again, appear to whoever he right. wants, however whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. Whenever he wants. And, you know, he can appear. So let's talk a little bit about a vision versus a dream. Sure. Because a vision and a dream can be yes. completely different mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So you want to know the difference. Right. And so a vision is something that you encounter while you're awake. Yes. A dream is something that you encounter while you're asleep. And so to, to know the difference, I think we need to know the difference and still not be afraid right. of mm-hmm. what is happening because mm-hmm. we serve a supernatural God. And mm-hmm. so to think that supernatural things wouldn't happen today would be, you know, mm-hmm. right. kidding ourselves, right? right. Because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. we don't live in the, we live in the natural, but we have a supernatural yes. God who is going to come to us and speak to us. We just have to be open to receive it. Yeah, and, and one step further test, into like you said. the difference of the vision and the dream is often it's said that a vision is more literal mm-hmm. and will actually come to pass, whereas sometimes um, dreams are more symbolic. Right. So you see more of a literal side through your visions. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had a, um, we lived in London and we, um, this was, I don't know how many years ago, but they were do, there was a lot of bombings going on in London. And so I was walking down a street and I just remember seeing this vision of people running and screaming. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, you need to go a different way. And I, I argued with the Holy Spirit. I'm like, wait a minute, it's quicker to go this yes. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I kept seeing the people screaming. And so sure enough, Brian and I went the other way. And then there was a nail bomb. And so the vision that he gave me actually came to pass like minutes later. And if I hadn't obeyed the Holy Spirit and the vision, then we would have been right in the middle of a nail bombing in in London. And so we've got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit more so now than ever. Yes, he gives good warning. Yes, Yes, he does. We'll be right back. Stay Stay with us here at the Christian View. Don't go away. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to The Christian View. We've had a great discussion today on topics that you have sent in. And I want to encourage you to continue sending those questions in because we love being able to dive into those questions and really understand what God is saying. And then putting it back out there for anybody to hear and listen because God's word is active and sharper than any double-edged sword and his view needs to be out now more than ever. Know that God loves you. Know that we love you and that there are great things ahead. We'll see you next time on The Christian View. Bye-bye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.